0: Hey, well, first let me introduce myself. My name is uh, Ross Friedman. People call me Ross the Boss. And uh, I grew up in the Bronx in the uh, late 50s. And uh, I started playing guitar around 1967. Um, the reason why I started playing guitar was because of uh, Eric Clapton in The Cream, BB King, Muddy Waters, Led Zeppelin, Jimi Hendrix, guys like that. That's what really started uh, started me down the path of uh, of destruction that I've been on ever since. But uh, I nothing moved me more than the electric guitar back in the in the '60s. My first guitar I had to I had to take out a bank loan from it to buy it from my drummer's uh, brother. It was the same one of the same guitars I have today. And my father said, if you're gonna if you're gonna play guitar, you better earn it. I'm not giving you anything, so I had to earn it. What kind of guitar? It was, a, it was a White Gibson SG Custom, which is, everyone loves it when I play that guitar. I played on so many famous records. Well, I played uh, the first Dictators record, Dictators Go Girl Crazy, 1975 on CBS. It's hanging in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, in the punk rock section, you can see it. Lester Banks copy. It's really a cool thing. and. Uh, that guitar has been with me ever since, one of my main guitars. Yeah. Well, the first concert I went to that really, really messed me up good, um, I saw Vanilla Fudge at Hunter College. And they just destroyed me. I, I, I never seen a band. I, I never, It was like so much power coming off that stage. I was, I was just blown away. Um, you know, to this day I saw one of my, you know, Vanilla Fudge, great band. But then I started getting into, I started going to the film work when it opened up, and I saw a lot, of, a lot of different things. It was unbelievable. But uh, vanilla fudge really started me on the path. And then I saw Cream. I saw Cream twice. And they really, that was it. That was totally. It was watching Eric Clapton play back then when he, you know, played with a great tone. It was amazing. I, I was advanced as soon as I started playing guitar when I was about 13, and uh, it was just, you know. Getting, getting to, to play in bands, or just, you no know, moving your own equipment, just putting, getting your equipment from here to there, it was, it was pretty, uh, pretty, pretty hard. But uh, I never stopped playing. And uh, the first big break actually was when um, the Dictators got discovered by the Blue the Cult manager Sandy Prum, and we got, uh, we got discovered up in, uh, up in New Paltz, New York. We were living up there, and uh, we did a demo, and then we got signed to CBS. Oh, yeah. well, The Dictators, we, we did uh, three albums. Uh, we did two records, one record for CBS, two records for Elektra, 1978, and we sort of took a hiatus. Then I joined a French band called Shaken Street. Uh, moved to France, played in France for two years. Then I met, we were supporting Black Sabbath on tour in England, and I met. Uh, this guy Joey DeMayo and I formed a band called Manowar. And it's a pretty famous story. Ronnie Dio introduced me. Ronnie Dio introduced me to, to Joey and I, we decided to make a band called Manowar. And I think anyone that knows about heavy metal history knows, knows about that band. I did uh, six records, the first six records with them, left the band in 1988. Um, Toward the world, went all over the place. You wouldn't believe. Did a lot of spank than rock and roll. Uh, it's in the Guinness Book of World Records. Set that record, and then after I left the band in 1988, uh, joined Manitoba's Wild Kingdom. And we kept, uh, kept making records. Uh, let's see, had a band called Heyday. I had a band called Spinatras. Had a deal with uh, CMC Records. And the Dictators started playing again in the 90s. We Europe so many times got to be huge in Spain again, made a couple of records with the Dictators. Um, Let's see what I get. Got got my own record deal for my own band called Ross the Boss in in Europe. I have two major releases with Ross the Boss. We're working on our third record. And we decided to make the Dictators stop playing. Made a, a new band called Manitoba, and that's where we are tonight. I, I think, I think for heavy metal, there's a strong future. I think the heavy metal audience is, is is large around the world. It's dedicated, and as long as the bands stay true to themselves, I think, I think it'll it'll remain successful. I think there's always there's always new generations of young kids into heavy metal.